Listen. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now, the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. And a good Monday afternoon to you. And yes, it is time for the McFarland Show here on WNSR. Darren and Justin here with you live. Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Going to react to Super Bowl 57. Devlin is alongside. He's not a McFarland. He's a McKenzie. But he's in the room with us. He's a cousin in the Mick. Just down the block. In the Mick family. 615-844-844. 5,600. We thought all last week when we talked about it, it would be a good game. How many times did I say, I just don't see a scenario where this thing turns into a blowout? I just don't see it. You thought we deserved a good game. Well, and I also thought after the national championship game in college football, we absolutely deserved a good game. Yes. Because that one was a waste of good space. That was a waste of a Monday night for everybody. Well, <laughs> that Georgia TCU national championship game wasted that Monday night. So we did. Michigan for that. Yeah, well, that's true. That's a good point. Um, but this was not the case. We got exactly what we thought. And if I'm being just totally honest, totally honest, when Patrick Mahomes got tackled late in the first half and went down and crawled up and was grimacing and hobbling and hopping all over the place. And it's like, oh, no, this is bad. They're down 10. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is probably going to be too much. This is, oh, no. Is this going to turn into the 49ers game? Really? What if he doesn't come back out in the second half? Do you think there was any way he wasn't coming back out? I mean, he, look. A high ankle sprain is no joke. Oh, no. Everybody thinks, like, ah, he's a brash around. These guys are tough. Yeah, they are tough. But that's an excruciating injury. Oh, it it gets brutal. I'm not trying to say it doesn't hurt. I'm just trying to say, do you think there's any way on this stage that guy isn't coming back out? I mean, I get it. They go in. It's a long halftime. He he probably got retaped. May have gotten, you know, a little help. A little help. No, no, they they put something shot, in something shot, and and, little... and administered that <laughs> straight to him. Maybe where he wasn't feeling anything down there. So, I wouldn't I mean, be I'm surprised they did all-out surgery right there <laughs> <laughs> during the Rihanna show and just <laughs> put him back out there. No, absolutely. So I thought, oh, no, this is going to ruin the Super Bowl. Well, luckily I was wrong. Mm. It was anything but ruining the Super Bowl. No. And quite honestly, I think, I don't know what you thought mm-hmm. was the game changer. Well, momentum changer, shifting <sighs> things was the fun. Philadelphia was was setting themselves up to almost, almost deliver a knockout punch. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts fumbled it, pick six. Yeah. Or yeah. scoop six. And scoop six in that case. You know, people have talked about this over and over again, about a game changer or momentum changer. I don't know if there was one, and I don't see it the same way. I see it as just two 
two good football teams making plays. Uh, so I'm not sure if it was more of a mistake more than another team just capitalizing on opportunities that were presented to them. Um, you know, so it, it's it's one of those things to me where, uh, yeah, it's true the Chiefs you know benefited from that particular play, the the scoop six as you call it. Um, but you know, listen, they missed a field goal earlier too yep. um, that Philadelphia was able to to capitalize on and take that two possession lead. If he makes the field goal, it's a one possession game, and you and I both know one possession and two possession games are very different in the NFL. So I think it's just two really good teams taking advantage of opportunities that were given to them in a early early on in the game and making sure they were able uh, to put their team in the best posi- uh, position to win. And I know a lot of people are talking about the holding call at the end, but I'm sure we'll get to that. Probably, yeah. yeah we'll probably be able to get to that. <laughs> We're pretty wide open today. Okay. On purpose. Okay. Right? We want to talk with you out there. We want to discuss what took place. Um, so we're going to be, other than talking with Vince to begin the second hour, because, oh boy, falls basketball. Again. Yikes. Yikes. Not again. Yikes. Ugh. So we'll get into that at 3 o'clock. Terror oh, from the sky. Wow. What a week. <laughs> just Or not. Just watching the Man. Of nightmares of a slow falling ball from the three-point. <laughs> just, just like, not again. No, you probably no. in the gym, you can hear, no. Oh, crickets. So we'll talk with Vince Ferrara at 3 o'clock. 615 844-5600. I did think about the Titans during the game. Why? And you're going to say, oh, yeah, the A.J. Brown touchdown? No, I didn't think about it. Think about them for that. Maybe a lot of people did. I didn't. Yeah, I, mean, I thought about them whenever players were slip-sliding away mm. all over the field. Mm. Now, Glendale, Arizona has a retractable roof, as we saw at halftime. They do. They also have a retractable field. In other words, that puppy slides outside. It's grass. It's not synthetic grass. It's real grass. Did you see? And by the way, Dallas Goddard admitted he changed shoes during halftime. A lot of guys admitted they changed shoes. And you remember when the Titans came out and said, this is where I thought of them, We've decided we're going to go to synthetic turf. And a lot of people were like, how could you? Oh, my gosh, the injuries. Mm-hmm. And what was there? What was something that Mike Vrabel said? Look, we resodded a lot. And what we found out is when we resodded, it was really slippery. It was really slick. In fact, we felt like it was more unsafe for the players with that than any synthetic turf. And I was like, at the time, I was like, Really? Really? That is that the the new sod is really that slick? Really? Well, there you go. There's new sod last night. How'd that look? Players couldn't even celebrate their touchdown dances. They'd have to get up after they fell down yeah. before they celebrate. Yep. Guys changing shoes left and right. So I did think about them and what they said about the new sod, and I was like, huh. It just I, I'm just telling you, it made me think sure. about that. No, it, and it made a lot of people think about it. Uh, what I saw more than anything else, and I was pointing it out to my to my lovely wife as we were watching the game, as they were slipping and sliding, not just on the side, but especially on the paint. There was a painted yes. area mm-hmm. there 
at the stadium right there on the field where, you know, there was a lot of slip and slide. And I don't know why the NFL continues to think that they could put paint down on this grass and it's just and has just as much traction as it did before. We know what paint is made out of, don't we? Like we know it's it's slick. You know, there's you know, it, I but they continue to put it up Maybe and I they guess, shouldn't use a gloss. Maybe they shouldn't try Just to do paint a flat. Every Just gra- do a flat. Just use the chalk. Listen, <laughs> superimpose the graphic onto the field if you need to. <laughs> just just do that. Just do it on the wide shot. Just put the thing on because you don't need to. I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, we doing all this. So no, no, I, I think the paint is is completely unnecessary, and uh, and I feel sad for the players who are out there who are trying to play the biggest football game of their lives and have to compete against future Hall of Famers. Uh, and now have to compete with the pain as well, I mean, as if it wasn't enough to deal with everybody else. Now you got to compete against the paint on, on the on the field. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred is how you can get in touch with us. Let's start with Carl in Nashville. Carl, what's up? I'm doing the Super Bowl. Obviously, was round. Uh, in the Titans. That, that was an obvious thing. Uh, the second thing that went through my mind was my home team, Chicago Bears, and how damn dumb they look. <laughs> mm-hmm. Five NFC championships in a row, three of the past four Super Bowls, two MVPs, and they picked Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. A lot of people got fired for that, Carl. <laughs> I mean, Really, guys, they they, they picked Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that, that's gonna haunt them forever. Uh, and, and I by, think by the way, by the way, you left out an important part. They traded up to get to Mitchell get Trubisky. That's crazy. That's <laughs> absolutely insane to say, to say that out loud. Yeah, a future Hall of Famer. Uh, you passed up on him, but you picked a future car salesman. <laughs> and, and we're, and we're going to have to reevaluate the way we think about Andrew Reed. What is, what is this, nine championship games he's been through and three two? Is it nine championships and three two votes? Sounds right. Yeah, Sounds that's right. it. Yeah, Four it. NFC title games, five AFC title games, two Super Bowls. Two Super Bowls. I mean, that, 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 is, an, that is an amazing stat. And we're, we're just going to have to look at this guy because I, I, don't, think, I don't think we look at him as one of the all-time greats. And when you really just stop and think, think about this, man, almost a decade of his work as a head coach, he's a game away from going to the Super Bowl. That's absolutely amazing. There are some teams that may have only been to one championship game, let alone a Super Bowl, in their whole entire existence. He's been to nine of those. That's absolutely amazing. And like I said, I told my wife today, um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to call into the local radio stations in Chicago and just remind them. Oh, one more quick thing, guys. I can't stand the the, uh, the Eagles uh, for for a, a medley of reasons. Can't stand them. Uh, I have a good friend of mine who is actually a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So what I'm going to do to him now? Now let me know if it's cool or not. So what, what I'm going to do to him? He 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 owns a barbershop. And I'm going to let him think he's not going to get my wrath until Saturday. 
this Saturday I'm going to go buy a fried leg quarter from somewhere. And I'm going to walk in his shop, and I'm going to walk in, and then I'm going to turn around like I'm talking to someone outside, and I'm going to yell out there, yeah, it's okay, you can eat bald eagle as long as it comes from Philadelphia. And I'm going to turn around and just stare at him. Oh, boy. Is that cool? Well, this is before he cuts your hair? No, not a good idea. Not a good idea. <laughs> you do that after he cuts your hair, not before. <laughs> well, I, listen, listen, if my mother had any dummies, it wasn't me, it was my sister. So I'm not going to let this man have a, have any pair of clippers or scissors near my hair. Yes. Uh, yes. have that crack wise on him on that right there. <laughs> hey, guys, have a good one. Thank you, Carl. Yeah, I uh, we made our predictions on Friday. Mm-hmm. You took the Chiefs. I did. I said I was rooting for the Chiefs, but I had to make a pick, and I unfortunately picked the Eagles, and I was happy to be wrong. I wanted the Chiefs to win. I, I'm, I just can't root for Philadelphia teams. I've been around their fans too much. I'm sorry, <laughs> just, but I'm not really. You can't root I'm really for them. not. No, I can't. Jeez. They're obnoxious. <laughs> they're beyond. They're beyond obnoxious. Well, they're they're big mad today. They are. They're yeah. very upset. They're not happy. Some of the worst experiences I've ever had in the stands have been around Philadelphia fans. Mm. Pick a sport. Any sport. Any sport. Any sport. Mm. Flyers. Eagles. I mean, just name one. The it's, Phillies. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, I haven't really had any experiences really around the Phillies fans, but Flyers and Eagles, 100%. They're, yes. they're, they're very intense. <laughs> That's one way of one yes, way of putting they're it. They're very intense. So I was happy to be wrong. Um, like I said, though, I thought I was going to be right at halftime because I'm like, oh boy, this is this is not going to happen. It did look like it was you know going the Eagles' way there uh, for a long time. Like I thought for a little while, I was like, the Eagles are going to put this on cruise control, aren't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. The Chiefs don't just don't have it today. And then Patrick Mahomes started doing the Patrick Mahomes thing. And you know when Patrick Mahomes starts doing the Patrick Mahomes thing. Look okay. Out. Look out. I mean, it's just what it is. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. By the way, I know you said Andy Reid two Super Bowl. That's two Super Bowl wins. Yeah, four Super He's Bowl. He's been to four yeah, Super Bowl. Four Super Bowl totals. It's two and two. Yeah. It's quite a resume. Yeah. Nine nine championship games, four Super Bowls. Yeah. Not bad. He's he's LeBron of the NFL. He's he's turning into a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh yeah. As a coach. Oh yeah, he's there. Let's go to Eric is up next. Eric, what's up? Hey, guys, first of all, and you'll probably talk more about this coming up. I guess you heard Todd down and got him another job today. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, guys, I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl in a minute, but there are two other things I want to talk about. I want to talk about the halftime show and the commercials real quick. First of all, the commercials, I enjoyed the Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez commercial. I also enjoyed the Rockstar commercial with Ozzy Osbourne, Paul Stanley, uh, (laughs) Billy Idol, and Joan Jett. That was pretty good. Yep. One of my favorite ones was a Bud Light commercial where the couple was dancing as they were on hold. I thought that was pretty funny. And I also liked the M&M's. First one, the one at Maya Rudolph where the M&M in the background said help, and then they said they were back. So apparently it was just kind of a little joke thing. I'm glad the regular M&M is back. I won't, don't want to get into all the, the stuff involving that, but I enjoyed the M&M candy, so I, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Guys, as far as Rihanna, this is what I thought of the Super Bowl, guys. You know, they had to stand on the stage, and I guess I don't know if I was the only one to notice this, but I was telling the people there because they didn't notice this. The way it was lit up and stuff, it was like, well, they've got her standing on Apple products. And that's what they had to dance, the way they were lighting the phones around, this stuff like that, and, red t- and the square of rectangle phones. I thought the uh, people dressed in white, the dancers, I thought they were either marshmallows or uh, people in pillowcases or, or something like that. Somebody else was joking. They said they thought it was iPads, but... 
It kind of reminded me of like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with Gene Wilder, where the guys they were in the white suits. The guy got shrunk when he was uh, as the size of candy bar because he wouldn't be on TV. I thought all that just was kind of weird, but it was interesting, guys. But as far as the uh, game goes yesterday, guys, uh, you were talking about still the fiddle death you're there, and did you hear about what happened before and after the game? Uh, which part? Well, I'm talking about both. Well, they were talking about there were many uh, people in Philadelphia trying to broadcast the game. I don't know if it was extended or whatever. There was where Philadelphia fans could not see the game, at least before the game. I think they got it back up right before the kickoff, but they were uh, the TV set that for some reason the game was blacked out. I guess the cable provider or whatever. Hmm. But then, of course, afterwards, uh, there were fans that were upset on the holding call, and they said they took to the streets where there was fighting. Uh, people were fighting. There were some stabbings and shootings going on. Cars overturned. In Philadelphia? Yeah. No. That, but that's the city of brotherly love. That can't happen. Well, yeah, you ought to rename it brotherly shove after that. I mean, but wow. I, I'm just telling you. I, I, I think if they'd won, that probably would have still happened, guys. Of course they would have. Oh, it yeah, been yeah, far yeah. worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and guys, like you said, the NFL should get a refund on that field. That field was just a joke, guys. It was just – and I and, – I guess I understand a point to what Travis Kelsey said, but I thought he just oh, kind of went over gosh. the top, though, with that stupid stuff. So nobody, be, oh, he come on. I mean, you know, I, I just thought that was a little bit too much when he's talking about nobody respecting the Eagles and all that. But, I mean, excuse me, the Chiefs. But I will say this: Nate this is Burl, radio. Right. I, this is radio. I, 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 I'm ro- I yeah. rolling. I'm eye rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nate, Nate Burleson, he actually got the score right. He predicted 38 to 35, and he picked Mahomes as the MVP. So wow. he, he was dead on. Nice. Hope he gambles. My nice. Yeah. That'd have been a nice yeah, payday. Yeah, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 also, guys, I don't know if there was like you said, turning point of the game. But I thought Jalen Hurst, the fact that he recovered after that fumble where the Chiefs scored a touchdown and then drove right back down the field and they got the touchdown. If you want to say there was a player, maybe turning point, it was when Patrick Mahomes, I guess, ran for that 15 yards. They got the first down and set him up for the field goal. Mm-hmm. You hated the, the way the game ended, but, hey, you you got to give props and stuff. The interesting thing about the Eagles, though, guys, next year, they do. there's reports that Lane Johnson and uh, Jason Kelsey may retire. I don't know if they will or not. They do have 11 free agents in them on defense, whether or not they'll sign all those guys. And of course, I mean, it's still early for Hurts because I think he's got one more year before he would have to sign a big contract. So it's it's just going to be tough for them to play on that level. But you got to give them props for the way they played. Although defensively, they, they unfortunately was not able to sack Mahomes. And some would say that what hurt the Eagles is they really, Patrick McCombs, of course, was the best quarterback they played. They did not really play what you would call top-tier level quarterbacks on the schedule, whether that's fair or not. So. We got a lot to uh, oh, yeah. digest there, Eric. Oh, yeah. Thank you for the phone call, as always. All right, guys. Good talk to you guys. Yeah. I'll take care. We'll talk Appreciate to you soon. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm, we're we're going to hit on a bunch of stuff, Eric. I was going to say, there. there's a lot there. Okay. There's there's a lot there. And I, I'm going to be honest. One, one of the places I'm going to go is going to probably get us in trouble. Or me in trouble. I'm okay. just saying. You there's, know me in trouble. That's my team. Uh, I tend to flee you when trouble well, comes around. Oh, not you know, trouble. But I mean, trouble. Just, it's going to get people like mad. Trouble. It's just going right, to be mad. That's fine. You can go for but it. But I got to speak the truth, man. That's fine. I'm just, that's I can't fine. help it. All right, that was. Yeah, and people are going to get mad. And yeah, I just that's don't. Fine. They can get mad. Get mad at me. Just don't leave the show. Just get mad at me because yeah. I'm going to say something very unpopular. Okay. I just am. Okay. All right, we'll come back. More of the McFarland Show next here on WNSR.
Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops with the new 2023 Aerojet Woods and Irons from Cobra Golf. The new Aerojet Woods are designed with a unique aerodynamic shape that delivers faster club head speeds for longer drives. And the new Aerojet Irons are made with hot face technology so every strike delivers more distance. Elevate your game by swinging into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit on the new Cobra Woods and Irons today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. Welcome to Smashville, home of the biggest hits in hockey and the loudest parties on Broadway. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Thursday, February 16th as your Nashville Predators take on the Boston Bruins. And don't miss Saturday, February 18th against the Florida Panthers. You do not want to miss these games. Purchase your tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. We can't wait to see you back inside Bridgestone Arena. Let's go Preds! The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Back here on the McFarland Show on this Monday afternoon, 615-844-5600. Darren and Justin here with you till 4 o'clock. All right, where do you want to start? There was a lot 
to break down. Sure Where do you is. want? Do you want me to just to go right? Or do you want me to ease into this? Because I, you know, I, I, I I'm can. for right, right in. I don't okay. like the just ease go. in thing. Just go for it, man. Just jump okay. in the water, all your clothes on. Okay. Just go for it, man. Okay, here goes. Yeah, again, just stay with us, okay? Blame me, get mad at me, but just stay with us. I thought. Mm-hmm. The halftime show was underwhelming. Okay. I was quite bored with it. Okay. And I like Rihanna. Sure. I think she's got great music. Mm-hmm. I enjoy her songs. Okay. I was very underwhelmed. Okay. By halftime. All by right. the halftime show. All right. So that's my. Is that the unpopular opinion? That's the unpopular. I feel like everybody loved it, but I just didn't love it. I mean, I didn't love it. It's okay if you didn't love it. I, just I really mean, didn't. Well, did, did you hate it? I didn't hate it. That's okay. A strong well, now, word. now, now that I, it's just underwhelmed. It's going to make some people maybe be, upset. I expected to be a. I expected to like it a lot more, and I didn't. Okay. And by the way, those people that uh, the marshmallow guys or whatever yeah, sure. that uh, Eric was talking about. What I said out loud, <laughs> a group of people yeah. were all watching. I was like, all the hard work those dancers have put in, mm-hmm. nobody knows who they are. No. No one. No. Not even their family and friends because they've got glasses and yeah. hoods or, you yeah. know, they got hoodies on. Yeah. And they're all, you can barely, you can't even see their face really. No. So no. they're all anonymous. Yes. All that hard work and nobody. In fact, we could have said we were dancers. Who's yes. going to dispute it? It's the, well, <laughs> A lot of people. Well, no, but you can't. <laughs> you can't prove it. You can't prove that we were not dancers uh, last night. Yeah, well, okay. Well, unless um, you've seen us dance. Let's say, unless, unless you just... Unless you've seen us dance. Unless you have eyes, then no, you can't... <laughs> If you have eyes, but they had then those, no. But you couldn't tell if but, they were know, in shape, not in shape. You couldn't really tell. To do what they were doing, the assumption yeah. is yeah. that okay. they would have maybe. to be in some semblance of maybe shape. So, maybe so. So let me ask you this. Uh-huh. If you say you were underwhelmed. I was. That would suggest that you had an expectation going in. Is that correct? Of what you thought this could be. It's been a very long time since Rihanna has toured. Okay. Had a concert, right? So long did, time. Yeah, it has. So, so I you, expected her to be So you had an expectation. Like, you wow. have an expectation of what you thought this was going to be. Yeah. All right. Did you know? Did you know that she was pregnant? Okay. Before the show started, and if you did know, or if you didn't know, rather, did people know before the show? No, no okay. one seemed to know. Say. So, th- does that affect your expectations? Because for me, I think the show would have been a touch different if she was not with child. Okay. So, true story. In a room full of people. A, a room divided, male, female, mm-hmm. guys, girls. Not kidding. The guys were noticing, is she pregnant? And the women were going, no. They're laughing at us. I'm like, we're like, I think she's pregnant. Look, she, she, look at her. Kind of looks pregnant. Us clueless guys were saying, I think she's pregnant. Yeah. And the women were going, laughing at us. Now, maybe because they're just so used to us saying stupid things that they were going to dismiss whatever we said about Rihanna. Mm -hmm. But the guys in the room were the first to notice, is she pregnant? Yeah. Not the women. Uh, To me, Your thoughts. Why why would that be? Well, yeah, I'm not really sure. I think as guys... We're maybe looking at Rihanna a little closer, maybe 
uh, we're kind of looking like, oh, this Rihanna, she's shaking and she do, huh? It's something, something, kind something, of pud, little, kind of a pud, something there. a little different there. Yeah, a little. Uh, why does she little, have on? She seems to be very covered up for and Rihanna. Up and yeah, and so with kind of a well, what? A baby belly. She seems to be careful as well in the moving about. Well, careful is a good way of putting it. Yes, that so, was very slow. And you know, and rightfully so, uh, considering she's with child. So, okay, but how how far along is she? I've not, I've not I seen have no idea. Okay, but I far mean, enough to show. So, how okay. far is that typically? Okay. I, Four or five wife, months. We've had a kid, and I've also been around pregnant. Like you can be very active. I mean, if she was nine months and due in a week, yeah. But if she's you know, halfway through, she can be active. I mean, listen. There can be, in fact, they encourage you to be active. Every woman and every pregnancy seems to be a touch different. And she's already had a child. She has. Uh, with how active some women are, I guess it depends on what your pregnancy is like. Um, but there are some women who are put on, you know, bed rest at certain, you know, situations. Others are encouraged to be up and active and doing stuff and doing yoga. And Alicia Keys, when she was pregnant, there's video of Alicia Keys, way more pregnant than Rihanna was, standing on top of a piano, singing at an award show, um, doing way more. But, you know, listen, it depends on who you are and what you're doing and all that kind of great stuff. Because Rihanna is with child. I myself. So you gave her a pass. Complete 1,000% pass on any and all things. I, I, I'm, I'm questioning how far along is she. I'm also questioning if she knew when she signed up to do this if she, that she was pregnant at the time. That's what I'm curious about. At what point the decision had to be made at some point. Okay, you're going to continue on with this or you're or you're not. And how much is this show going to change because you're now pregnant? Because there's no way in the world that what we saw last night was the original unpregnant Rihanna show. I don't believe that. There there had to be a remix or a change of plans once they realized, "Oh, she's pregnant." Okay, we need to rewrite the show. You know, there's no flames, there's no, you know, <laughs> Everything changed. So if you want to be underwhelmed, that's your business. Yeah. You can be underwhelmed if you want to. I'm just saying for a for a pregnant woman, I, I was fine. Well, yeah. So you just basically said if she's pregnant, she's got a complete pass. It doesn't matter. For me, if she sat down at a piano on a bench and sang and everyone <laughs> danced around her, that would have been fine with me. If you're with child, listen, you and I are, you know, we're men. We're not, I'm not going to tell another woman what they should or should not be doing while pregnant. So I'm going to tell them, you do whatever is comfortable for you and the baby. Whatever you feel like that is, you go do that. Well, and about, I'm not going to judge you and your comfort level with, with your pregnancy. How about she tell everybody? How about we all know rather than sitting there trying to guess it? The whole time. Well, I mean, that's her prerogative as well. Now, could, would that have been helpful with setting yes. the expectation? I think it would have been. Yes. But I think it would have also been the talk of the whole week and said, I, you know, and, and this is conspiracy Justin talking right now, not journalist Justin, conspiracy Justin. Is it possible that the NFL asked her, okay, if you're going to do this, can you please tell everyone, can you please not tell people that you're pregnant? Really? Because what we don't want is for this to become about you know you and your pregnancy leading up 
So now it's not the Super Bowl halftime show featuring Rihanna. It's the pregnant Rihanna Super Bowl halftime show and the hype leading all the way to it. Now it becomes a spectacle, even way more than it it was before. Now it's a full-blown spectacle. Well, it turned into a spectacle on social media. It did, but (laughs) there was no buildup to it. It was an instant spectacle. You know the difference. There's an instant spectacle and then a buildup to, oh my goodness, I wonder what she's going to look like. What is she going to wear? How safe is she going to be? She can't be up there. She can't be down here. She needs to be sitting. She needs to be standing. She needs to be walking. Why isn't she drinking water? She can't sing that song. Are there fireworks in the correctly? air? The fireworks are flying. The fireworks are way too loud for the baby's comfort. There's no way in the world fireworks should be going off that close to unborn child. It would have gone all over the place. There would have been something. That never happens on social media. Oh, no. Media. Oh, that please. Is, that never happens. It would have been like. You are crazy. Like whoosh. You're just making this it would have been into a big It would have gone everywhere. How can she stand up there? Her feet must be swollen by now. Surely she must be sitting. That maneuver right there, that the leg movement that she's doing that's putting the baby at risk. I, I know it is. I suspect PETA would have protested. Her doing that. I, I don't know. I don't know. And that really has nothing to do with PETA, but they would have protested. It, I don't know who. I don't know what sides would have come in. I don't know the name of the organizations. I just know that if you tell everybody, yes, I'm pregnant and I'm doing this show anyway, and the biggest, the biggest television show worldwide of the year, which is the Super Bowl, period, 120 yep. million people. That's one-third of the entire United States at one time watching. We can't pull nothing like that together anymore. There's no way in the world you're telling everybody you're putting a pregnant woman on television to do something like a Super Bowl halftime show, and everybody's not going to be watching it. Not watching, watching with scrutiny. Oh, and the buildup and the juice is flowing. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL told her, listen, you can do this if you want to, just don't. Don't tell nobody until you uh, get up there. I don't know if NFL can tell Rihanna what to do, but maybe they can't. They can't. I'm saying they. She they doesn't asked exactly her. seem like the they, type where the they, NFL like they, they asked you her. Will not. No, no. I'm not saying they did it that way. I'm just saying they asked her. You're saying they begged. I'm saying please, possibly, please, please pretty, please. Pretty, don't tell nobody. Pretty, pretty. Until pretty, you get please. up there, let this be your announcement to the world. Okay. Don't don't tell nobody before you get up there, please. Okay. I I do give a I yeah I. I give a slight, back, but I don't because I didn't know, and so I'm. We're saying they're speculating the whole time. I'm just saying overall, I just I've seen better. Didn't hate it, didn't love it. Okay. Seen better. Okay, let me let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Now, now you said something that you know is going to make you unpopular. Now I've got an unpopular one myself. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Chris Stapleton and the national anthem? Uh, to be honest, we were eating. So you didn't see it. We were trying to finish up before kickoff. Really weren't paying attention then? We weren't really. It was on. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was on. on. I didn't really pay attention to it. Okay. Did you not like it? No, no, no. It was fine. I'm not saying saying it was bad at all. I like Chris Stapleton. I like the Tennessee Whiskey song. It's beautiful. Okay. Can I pause for just a second before you say something unpopular? Sure. I saw on Twitter. I've never heard this before. Did you see Vandy? He went to Vandy? For engineering I've, I've school? heard this. He was an engineering student at Vanderbilt? I've heard this before. Is that true? I've never confirmed I've it. I've never heard that. Devlin? I'm He's reaching sh- for the mic. I'm not sure, but I don't know if you've been to the Country Music Hall of Fame Museum. 
there's like a hundred foot mural of him and all of his awards and clothing and stuff from his high school and his past more than almost any other artist there it's Chris Stapleton it's like a hundred foot wall of just him I thought that was strange it makes sense that he went to college here and he's from this area well he's also Vanderbilt, a very popular artist. Vanderbilt Twitter accounts were tweeting out about hashtag you know Vandy engineer student. Like congratulating well, him Vandy on the performance. Well, was tweeting it out. Right, then it must be true. Not it was it was other. It was not like whatever you know, Vanderbilt University. Their main account. It was I don't know Vandy. Um, do you have it, Devlin? You see what I'm talking about? From Lexington, went to Vanderbilt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I did not. That's the first time I had heard that he went to Vanderbilt. Okay. Clearly, he didn't finish. He, and he made the right decision. He's got, you know, he's got other things going on. You got to have to go to school for a while to be engineering. Yeah, he's got other things going you, on now. You don't go that. You don't get that done in four years. Yeah. No, well, smooth. good for him. He made the right decision. Good for him. Okay. So anyway, sorry. I, I, all Play. I'm saying back is this. to your unpopular. I, 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 you saying, didn't like it. No, 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 like no. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't put that on me. You said Chris Stapleton. Don't put that on me. No, no, no I didn't say that. Okay. Not at all. Don't put that on me. No. No. What I all I'm saying is there is a movement afoot on Twitter. That is suggesting that Chris Stapleton's rendition of the national anthem w- was was the best rendition of the national anthem sung at a Super Bowl ever, and I'm going to fight you because it's Whitney Houston and it's not even close. Now, if you want to say it's the best since Whitney Houston, you can say that if you would like to. You can say it's the best other than Whitney Houston's version. You can do whatever you want to say as long as you put – Whitney Houston won, and then Chris Stapleton right under that, I'm fine. But you're trying to suggest that Chris Stapleton last night was better than Whitney Houston, then you and I got to have words. I'm, I'm sorry. We just got to have words because I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I, I can't get down well, with that. Well, that is the social media prisoner of the moment because, quite honestly, a lot, I saw a lot of that about Rihanna's performance. And that was, I was like, really? Like the greatest ever, the, the GOAT greatest. halftime performance. I'm like, Whoa. please stop Whoa. it. Stop it. Okay. Again, so I think we both are seeing the same thing about the same subject matters that we're talking about. And I think really what we realize or should realize is a lot of it's just prisoner of the moment, social media, right? Especially Probably, Twitter, yeah. right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, my God. It's like, okay, that's fine. You, If you love Chris Stapleton, you love Rihanna, and you were going to say that no matter what they did, no matter what. That's true. Then that's fine, okay? And they are but, both phenomenal artists, by the way. They Phen- are. Phenomenal, they are. phenomenal. But two of us, when we see that, and others, it's not just the two of us. You see that stuff, you're like, Really? Because, of course, who who really would push back on Whitney Houston being the best? Oh, I ever? bet you there's some people. Oh, I, you, stop I, it. I, oh, stop I, it. I don't know if they, you know, Everybody listen. knows that's the best rendition that we've ever seen. To me, it is the rendition. It's the go-to one that everybody uses. If you're going to play an anthem, look, there have been a lot of great ones. Yes, there has. But that is usually the go-to one. That, I don't remember which Super Bowl it was. But Super Bowl 25. Super Bowl, has it been that long? It's been that long. Super, Super Bowl, tw- Bowl 25. Super Bowl 25 in Tampa, right after the Gulf War. Wow. The first Gulf War, Giants wow, and Lee. Bills. Wow. Wide right. Oh, yeah. One of four misses yeah, by the Bills. it was the first miss. By the way, the Philadelphia Eagles now join eight other teams that have lost at least three times in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And obviously the Bills are one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I have not seen the list, so yeah, maybe we Bills, could try Broncos, to. Broncos, uh, uh, Minnesota, Minnesota. I think the Cowboys. 
Cowboys have lost three. Maybe or more not times? three. Yeah. No, maybe not three. I, I don't know. We'd have to. Hey, think I have about to. That. I have to think. Of, I have to think about it a little bit more. Yeah. So but yes. All right. We'll come back. 615-844-5600 is our number. We'll talk to Vince Ferrara to begin the second hour. More of the McFarland Show next. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get A5 Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR Sky Scan Forecast. Today is going to be sunny with a high of 64. Mainly clear tonight, low 38. Tuesday, mostly cloudy with a stray afternoon shower, high 66. Could be a stray shower to start Wednesday, then some sun. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I'm not saying like Derrick Henry is going to be bad. I just don't think he's going to be able to tote the rock 330 times in a season. This did lose a half step. He was getting caught in that second level. And you saw the fumbling. That's what their plan is. We're just going to go in again on Derrick Henry and figure this out. It just seems like the definition of insanity to me. The afternoon stretch. Afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> 
Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. I remember, I think of Remember the Titans when I hear this song. Great movie. Yeah. By the way, people are agreeing with me on Twitter. In fact, I can't even read their tweets. G-Pander, Johnny, that's like, I, they will, people will get more mad these tweets than, than maybe what I said. But, uh, by the way, Nate said that she did say, and I don't remember this part, she said that there was going to be a surprise guest during the halftime show. Is that what she said beforehand? I did hear that before. Okay, but so I guess, that was her surprise But, I mean, guest, it's I the Super Bowl. Yeah. How do we know this is supposed to be the, who the surprise yeah. The surprise was, surprise. Surprise, I'm pregnant. Number two's on the way. Yeah. All right, something else that I, that I noticed. And tell me if you thought about this or not that Eric brought up that I wanted to touch on. I felt like Lane Johnson, their right tackle, was false starting a lot last night. Yeah, they addressed this. Yeah. And they weren't calling it. No. Like, he was doing it a lot. They were saying it was perfect timing. It was not perfect timing. <laughs> it was a false start. It was not perfect timing. It was, I disagree. It was a false start many, many times. Here's the other thing that I noticed. And I started noticing this, and I'm, I don't think I brought this up after the, um, the win over the Bengals in the AFC title game, but I was noticing it during that game too. Chris Jones, I feel like, lines up in the neutral zone. Oh, a lot. A lot. Yeah, a lot. I mean, a lot. Yeah. And they don't call it. Not all the time. Well, they don't call it as much as he's lined up in the neutral zone. Yeah. Not even close. Like, you know, one out of ten times they call it. It's one of those things where if you do it all the time, then it just becomes normal for you, and then it becomes normalized, and then they just let you do it. He lines up in the neutral zone a lot. Yeah. The only reason they called the one last night is because he moved. If I feel like if he doesn't move, yeah, they just let him line up right over the football. Yeah, he's real close. He, real close. I, I'm shocked teams don't complain. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. That teams don't complain that he is lined up offsides. Yeah. All no, the time. It. I've seen it. I uh, understand what you're saying. Uh, he is it. a tremendous talent and oh. a huge disruptor. Phenomenal. Huge disruptor, but... Man, does he line up offsides? I mean, a lot. he was in the neutral zone. In my zone. opinion. Oh, yeah. No, a I, lot. He, it seems like he's in the neutral zone. It certainly seems that way. So I did, those were two observations yes. that I had. Now, another thing that was brought up was the, the controversial call. So, how do you stand on okay. the final call? The so, holding. So, here's the deal I am not going to criticize the referee for throwing the flag in that situation. And here's why. The referee has 0.5 seconds. You have no problems with it. I'm not going to say no problems. I have less of a problem with it than everyone else. And here's why. Because the referee has 0.5 seconds to figure out if Patrick Mahomes, all right, the best quarterback in all of football right now, overthrew this guy or does this guy give him a tug and is that why he did, he's not there? Because the, the referee is making the call, I believe, I believe, on a series of assumptions. It's location of the player, location of the ball, 
hand, you know, the the handy, you know, the hands-on contact that he's had. So if you put that whole equation together, you look and see the 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 physical nature, let's call it that, the physical nature the defender had on the wide receiver, the ball placement and the proximity and route thereof of the receiver. You've got to figure out did Patrick Mahomes overthrow this guy or which is more likely, he overthrew him or this guy grabbed him? Overthrew him or grabbed him? Overthrew or grab? I've, you got .5 seconds. Flag. <laughs> That's what happened. I'm convinced. That's what happened. So am I going to fault the referee for thinking that this guy grabbed him versus Patrick Mahomes overthrowing him? No, I can't fault him for that. I cannot. So, Because we can all sit back from here and look and say, well, it's obvious. Yeah, it's obvious from our big screen TVs with 40 angles. But at the time, you have to make a bang-bang decision. Was his hand there on his back? It was. How do we know he didn't give him a tug? We don't. And here's the other problem, Darren. If you don't throw it and he did grab and pull him, how bad is that now? Because now it could have been a touchdown uh, if you don't throw it. Let's say he did grab him. I feel like that play goes on all the time in the league. Almost every it was play. A, it was a Patrick Mahomes call, I feel like. It's a Patrick I, Mahomes I call. I understand that. I just hate it. Look, when all the people are like, you know, this is the one, this is the one that always cracks me up. If you're gonna call it like that in the first quarter, you call it like that in the fourth quarter. You know, if you're gonna call it at the beginning of the game, then you call it at the end. Of the no, not all calls are created equally. No. Sorry, that's not how it works. Don't tell me. I've been watching sports my whole life. They swallow the whistle sometimes late because mm-hmm. they don't want to be the reason a, a game is determined because of your call. Yeah. If it's not egregious, I just felt like, you know, could you make a case? Sure. Sure. What you're saying is a hundred percent true. But does that play happen almost every time in the NFL? Yes, it, it does. happens a lot. It happens a lot. But if okay? you have a wildly inaccurate quarterback who throw, I mean, name you know Joshua Dobbs. If Joshua Dobbs, Joshua Dobbs throws that same pass, well, we've already seen he's not and we've already the call. seen he, there is no way he's I getting that call that. because you're thinking as a ref he didn't get held. He overthrew him. He overthrew the football because he's been doing it all game because he's you know a a. a, a a journeyman quarterback in the NFL who doesn't have his timing down with his quarterback. So he overthrew him. I'm throwing a flag there. I know stars get preferential treatment, and I don't have a problem with that. I just hate to see the game, the game's outcome, a great game, really hinge on that call. It really did. You know, they have a saying in the church. It says, favor favor ain't fair. Favor is not fair. I know he got it because he's Mahomes, and that's fine. But yeah. I, I just don't love the call. I think you swallow it. Now, we also seen plays uh, swallowed, and they should have been called. Yes, yes, very controversial mm-hmm. ones. You know, that also cost the team oh, yeah. getting to the Super Bowl. Let's go to Tony in Nolensville. Tony, you're up next. What's up? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, you remember I went off the air the other day saying, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. And um, according to Travis Kelsey, that, nobody was saying Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. No one. Well, he didn't hear me. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe like 10 million other people. But or okay. he must not have heard those fans in the stands going, nah, nah, nah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you're right. Great game uh, all the way around. Uh, both of them, the momentum swings was 
unbelievable, and uh, it was just a great game. And like you say, the call, if the call's going to be called, it is. If it's not, it didn't. Uh, don't forget, they were still driving. They were still in field goal range. I think they would have made the field goal. I and mean, he done doinked one off the upright. God knows that. But uh, the time on the clock, that was the one thing that it did more than anything, the the time. But, uh, you know, you're right, Darren. I mean, that call's called all the time. That, that same play is not called all the time. And it gets back into the same old subject and matter we've talked about a hundred times. What is pass interference? And I mean, uh, pass interference anymore. What is a catch anymore? What about the fumble, pickup, fumble, return? I'm still saying it was a catch. I, Tony, they called it incomplete. Tony, I'm with you, man. I honestly, I'm like, is that not a football move? I, I don't know. I thought that was a football move. He caught the so ball. Maybe a third turn, step. Just, now was, we need a third that's, step. That's, that's what the official point. said last night. I'm sorry, know, Tony. That's what I, the official said last night. Is that well, you need a third step. I said, since when? Wait, why do you need a third step <laughs> for it to be a football move? It's, it's <sighs> a, they have taken a reception and interference to such level. All of us. Who have been watching for 65 years in my case, when, you know, I mean, four or five, six years when I was a kid, you know, youth, a toddler. Uh, but we don't even know what's a catch anymore, what's passing for, what's holding in the offensive line. They have taken all these rules, they've stretched them to no end. They brought in replay, and they still don't get it right. That's my and, problem with it, I Tony. Mean, like, the catch part, we can look at. Like, the interference, they can't. Okay, they can't challenge that. So, I'm a little bit more – I give it a little bit more of a pass, even though I don't agree with it. But the catch thing, we can't get it right when we even challenge it. When we even look at it, we can't get it right. Justin – Yes, what sir? about the catch of the guy going out of bounds with uh, for the Eagles where it's bouncing off his helmet? Goddard. Dallas Goddard. Was that Goddard? No. I mean, that was Devontae Smith. Oh, Devontae. Oh, yeah. The first quarter? Yeah. Yes. I'm not sure that was a catch either. But, you and know, right, by, by, by their, defi- by their definition, I mean – Listen, you got to have the ball. It's got to be perfectly still, apparently. And then you have to fall to the ground with it while still having it. Even if you're falling out of bounds. I mean, right. I, I don't. I told my wife last night here, you're a receiver. You're running. We've all done it. You're going 18 miles an hour, 20 miles per hour, and those, some of those guys. And they make this beautiful catch. They're going to hit the ground at a thrust, it's going to jar something. You know, and and they have just taken it so far. And Darren, I'm with you on the step back of the right tackle. I thought every time I said he's jumping. I thought he's he false moving. started most of the game. He oh he did, and it was and so so it all said great game. And I was just the commercials did nothing for me. I missed the Clydesdales, Clydesdales. I missed them. Uh, you know. Bring back the old commercials and let that be with, you know, Bud Weiser, you know, that one, and you're not getting my Bud. <laughs> I mean, bring back, back some of those commercials. And uh, 
and just just all that stuff. So, and last but not least, go doors. What a great win! Jerry Stackhouse is getting it going on right now. So, uh, maybe at a change, I don't know, but he's got them believing. They're playing, and and Robbins has become a man and a beast in the middle. And so, anyway, that's all my stuff. But I'll let you go. But I just wanted to chime in on this stuff and uh, just say I thought it was a great win and. And I know I'm happy because I want a little skin on it. So nice. There you go. There you go, guys. Congrats. Thank you, Tony. You Thanks. know, you know, Tony, uh, and and so many other people out there. Chris Carter, the NFL wide receiver, Hall of Famer. How many of his catches now would be incomplete? Because his specialty, and Darren, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Was was the was the catch with the two feet in, dragging the toe, going out of bounds. That was his thing, and catching touchdowns in the back of the end zone. I just wonder, how many of Chris Carter's 1,000 or so receptions would still be good right now? I don't know. I just don't know why we can't. I just don't know why we can't use a little common sense to determine whether something is a catch or not. I don't I don't get it. I don't well, why we had to change the rules. Somewhere. Right. Yeah, I just I don't get it. And by the way, congratulations, Vanderbilt. What a win. Oh, Down tremendous win. Three in a row after that Alabama loss. All right, we'll come back. We'll head east. We'll bring in Vince Ferraro. We'll do that next. ABC News, I'm Mona Kosarabdi. A week later, rescuers are still searching for survivors in the rubble of the earthquake in Turkey and Syria, while deaths continue to rise. ABC's Marcus Moore in Turkey. The death toll now has topped 36,000. And not only did this powerful earthquake topple buildings, but it also destroyed roadways. This is one of the reasons why it was difficult to get aid to some of the rural areas. And as the search efforts continue across this region, frustration is mounting. Turkey set up an earthquake crimes bureau to track down contractors and construction managers of the buildings that collapsed. More than 100 warrants have been issued. The military's looking more closely into four flying objects shot down over the U.S. and Canada over the past eight days. The latest one yesterday over Michigan's Lake Huron. The State Department urging Americans to leave Russia immediately as the country's invasion of Ukraine approaches the one-year mark. This is ABC News. COVID has hit the Alec Murdoch double murder trial. Two jurors testing positive, alternate jurors replacing them. The trial is now in week four. The disbarred South Carolina attorney charged with killing his wife and son. A new study finds more American teenage girls are sad. New CDC data says nearly three in five teen girls felt persistently sad or hopeless in 2021. That's a 60% increase in the highest level reported in a decade. The report also finding more than half of LGBTQ plus students recently experienced poor mental health with more than one in five attempting suicide in the last year. More school-based activities said to be a solution, calling schools a vital lifeline to help struggling youth. If suicidal thoughts are affecting you or someone you know, call or text 9 the new suicide and crisis lifeline for help. Derek Dennis, ABC News. A nationwide general strike in Israel today amid a controversial government plan to revamp the nation's legal system. Tens of thousands of demonstrators chanting outside parliament. Monaco Sarabdi, ABC News. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, 
That was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February instant games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Drop me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. On the McFarland Show, Darren and Justin here, live Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. By the way, you can watch us every day on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We said we would head east. We're going to do that to begin the second hour of the program here on this Monday. Let's check in with our man, Vince Ferrara, 99.1, the sports animal there in Knoxville. Vinny, how was your weekend? Man, it was good because the sun finally poked out. I know. Again, I've said this before with you guys, we deserve it. So hopefully it'll stay for a while. But had a great weekend. Obviously, the Super Bowl was awesome. And I hope you guys had a great weekend, too. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful day here, too, as well. We'll get to probably the uh, dark clouds and the gray hovering over uh, at least the basketball arena. We'll get to that in just a moment. What were your thoughts and takeaways on the Super Bowl? And by the way, congratulations to Trey Smith as he becomes a Super Bowl champ. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. Let me start there. Lost his mother at the age of 15. I mean, that is just so heartbreaking to think about that. And he uh, ended up, he said he made two promises to her while she was sick before she passed away, that he would get his college degree and that he would play in the NFL. So he delivered on the first, he over-delivered on the second. Because not only has he played in the National Football League, he started from day one, played at a high level, and now after just two years, he is a champion. So uh, unbelievable there. And then all the ups and downs after that, after his mom had passed. He ended up being the number one recruit in the country, according to ESPN. Came to Tennessee, so heralded, and started playing so well, then had the blood clots that jeopardized his football career. And, you know, he's thinking, I don't know if I would play football. I made a promise to my mom, things out of his control. He was able to get back and play, play well. Couldn't post-COVID, couldn't really get enough medical info to the NFL teams to where they felt good enough to take him where he belonged in the upper part of the draft. Ended up going to the sixth round to – as good of a franchise as he could have possibly have dictated if he had his own choice and then ends up being a champion after two years. And um, just incredible story. And uh, a guy that is immensely popular with Tennessee fans that are so happy for him. 
Uh, man, he was a big part of that, Creed Humphrey. And that whole O-line was the, the key to the game <laughs> because of the Eagles' dominant pass rush, and they were able to keep Mahomes upright. He did his thing. He's such a generational player, Mahomes, and he was able to run enough. And then the, the coaching of Andy Reid was such a difference there and Eric Bieniemy. Uh, I heard Steve Weich is a, 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 a really great guest that I've gotten on our station interviewed a bunch of times. He said uh, a little bit earlier that the Jaguars did that to the Eagles earlier this year and what they were doing in the red zone with the stack and that wide receiver coming in motion and stopping and then darting back to the pylon and wide open. Exact same thing against Jacksonville on tape against Philly. And the Eagles were able to make sure they were doing that on second down and then execute it on third. So coaching the best player in the world, um, and then the Eagles just not able to run the ball enough or get enough pass rush. Um, love the halftime show. I'm a big Rihanna fan. That was, you know, girl, just when I was younger and loved all her music and uh, just everything from Demar Hamlin pregame to uh, just so many of the national anthem. All of it was was top notch. Yeah, some controversy, but isn't it typical of this year? Indicative. You had a double digit comeback. You had parity. And you had officiating controversy. That's the way the league uh, was all season, so it was fitting to end that way. By the way, we're back to square one on what's a catch, what's not to catch in the NFL. Yep. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, yeah. You know? I square mean, one in the middle of the ocean, like with no no guidance on how to get on shore. We're all just flipping all coins just every time they, every they time challenge they, it. They challenge. Yeah, you never know. Just yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, sure. In fact, whatever you think and you believe, just go the opposite. And that's typically what it's going to be. Or they stick to the original call sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's switch gears to the basketball team. Wow, rough week. For the Vols, I mean, you talk – and Vescovy at the free throw line, yikes. But to lose two games in that fashion, and especially Saturday where they had battled all the way back and took control late in the game, to lose like that in that atmosphere, yikes. I was watching it live, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that just happened. Yeah, and then after what happened in Nashville as well, where they had so many opportunities to put that game away, and Julian Phillips on the breakaway, where if he dunks, it's a two-position game with about 10 seconds to go, and it's over. Then you had the missed free throw. Then you leave a three-point shooter, which the coaches told them not to leave a three-point shooter. Whatever you do, you can give up the two. You can't give up the three, and they gave up the three. And then they had other opportunities to seal that game against Missouri as well. The missed free throw by Vescovy, who's their best free throw shooter. So this is just a tough stretch for him. And then you have the lane violation by Owaka after that. And uh, so, uh, and then you get the foul from Ziegler prior to that, a few minutes left in the game, changed things for Tennessee because now instead of you're on a roll, you have to come back, you tied the game, taking the lead. And now you have a, uh, a backcourt foul that's unnecessary to take that chance. And he fouls out. And they're nowhere near as good when he's not running the point. So they didn't have their best players to close out their game. That game they already didn't have Josiah Jordan James. Julian Phillips left with a hip 
injury that he re-aggravated after hurting it in practice. Those guys unknown for their status against number one Alabama on Wednesday. Uh, and then, you know, you give up the clean look at the end. So um, just for them to be the number one three-point defensive team in the nation, and then the last two games set new highs for opponent threes. Ten by Vandy was a season high against them. And then Mizzou blew that away with 14 made threes. 24 in your last two games. Mm. Tough to win that way. It, you sh- they shouldn't have even been in that, in that position for those buzzer beaters. You can point to a lot of things at the end of the games, but there's some core things they got to fix on this team to not be in those positions. And now they get uh, number one, Alabama, which I thought, honestly, was on uh, upset alert on Saturday, and I was wrong. I thought there was a real shot they were to go down to Auburn at their at Auburn's place, and it didn't happen. I mean, they're just legit. They they rolled through Florida earlier in the week, and and they're on a roll. And uh, so now this is going to be yet again another huge test for Tennessee, a team that's lost three out of their last four. Yeah, and Alabama has some things that Tennessee does not. Uh, they have the the true depth. They have depth in guys that can really contribute and do things for you, whether it's score or uh, rebound. They, they've got guys that that are can go to the end of the bench and really come through for you, whereas Tennessee is starting to kind of shrink its depth, and then their depth is a little bit more in roles. Like, they're getting outscored on the, on the bench a little bit more regularly now. Key probably was different because he had the biggest offensive game for them, but there's been times where they have not been very good uh, off the bench. And then uh, Tennessee as well, uh, they don't have the ability to just dial a bucket up and just go to someone. Uh, Alabama has drivers. They they shoot a lot of threes, but they drive hard to the basket. They put pressure on you, and then so they can win in different ways. They're so athletic. Brandon Miller to me is your freshman or not. I don't care what class he is. He's the best player in the league. He's one of the best players in the country already as a freshman. Will be a top five NBA pick. Um, Tennessee just does not have that kind of of explosiveness to the table that they bring to the table that Alabama does. Look, Alabama is so young with their three freshman starters and more on that team, and that's typically something that doesn't win you in the postseason. But, man, everybody is flawed. And I've talked to a number of former coaches and analysts that they'll say, yeah, I hear that, but I'll take talent over experience any day. And Alabama has that where Tennessee has the experience wouldn't put it past Tennessee to win this game, right? It's, you know, Tennessee has, has good players too now, not riding them off for the year. But right now, Alabama is the better team and the more dynamic team and will be a, a challenge. And Tennessee now has lost three of the last four, two of them at home to teams they, you know, that are playing well that, uh, you know, they, they're better than. So you, you go from 25 straight, I think it was, at home to two straight. Um it's yeah, it's it's not too straight, but two recent losses, I should say, uh, at home. So yeah, very very tough for them right now. 
Talking about the play of key off the bench, uh, a player that's averaging nine points a game all of a sudden comes in and gives you 23 points in 31 minutes off the bench. I mean, is this just a hot night for him? Did, did you see this coming on at some point out of this player? Well, Justin, he was my pick as a pregame player interview, so I saw it coming. No, sure. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, there we go. It continues. The streak is still alive. <laughs> yeah, Josiah Jordan James when he had his last good game too. Uh, no, uh, I'm just kidding on that. But uh, he has that ability. Rick Barnes has been begging him to be more aggressive and then shoot when he's open. He's still trying to figure some things out. He's best when he's off the ball. When Ziegler's not in the game, he has to run the point, which takes him away from his being able to you know, run off screens and move. Um, but the problem is, is when Tennessee's had explosive nights like this, Phillips. James, Kamwa, now Key, the consistency of it afterwards, we just haven't seen it. We see guys spike up, and then we see them kind of blend back in, and now somebody else has to do it, or it's a balance scoring. So I'm not saying that now the Indiana uh, State Tyree Key is here to stay. Um, they needed his shot making, and they made shots. They're almost even in three-point uh, makes in the game. But he's still coming off the bench uh, when they're healthy, and they just need him to play that way when he gets his, his opportunity. So um, it, it's I, I, I still TBD on whether we've seen a new Tyree Key. So Tennessee uh, slides to number 10 here in the latest AP poll. Uh, Vince, how much of this do you believe is just other teams giving Tennessee their best shot because they're Tennessee? If you want to make a name for yourself in the conference right now, the best way to do so is beating Tennessee or beating Alabama. Well, I'm sure that teams uh, are motivated to be both of those teams, especially Tennessee, because Tennessee has had a little bit more sustained success and um, and they've had a higher ranking or, or a very high ranking up until this drop to 10. So, um, you know, I, I think teams are playing Tennessee pretty consistently now, and they understand Tennessee's personnel when you're in conference. Teams are coming out to Tennessee's three-point shooters, and they're forcing them to work really hard on the offensive end. Because Tennessee can't get any easy baskets, they have to work hard on the offensive end every time. They're unwilling to get out on the break, which is something that Rick Barnes and the players talked about before the season. Hey, we're going to get out and run. We have the team to get out and run. Tennessee has 11 fast break points in the last six games. 11 Mm. total in the last six games. And in the Vanderbilt game, they only had three free throw attempts. They got to the line a bunch against Mizzou, but they have not been getting to the line enough. So when you don't make uh, free throws or get to the line and then you don't get fast break points, where are you going to get a breather? You have to work so hard on every possession. And I think this team has a little bit of fatigue because of how hard they have to work on the offensive end. And now it impacts their defense at times and at the end of ball games when you've had a grind of a game. So I think it's kind of everything is blended and connected in right now in why Tennessee's had this struggle can they get out of it? They have good players too. They have great coaching, so I think they can. But they gotta they they have to start out by getting some easy points, which they have not been doing very much of here for a good while.
All right, switching gears to baseball very quickly here, uh, Vince. Uh, I know baseball season uh, gets underway coming up here on Friday. I know uh, Vanderbilt is uh, going against uh, TCU and uh, the Vols also in a tournament here as they take on Arizona. Your thoughts about uh, the UT baseball team now starting to make that run or just starting to get uh, their campaign started here? Yeah, number two in most of the preseason polls going out to Arizona. They'll be playing at a couple of spring training sites uh, out there. And then also uh, they'll be at uh, at Grand Canyon, which is there in the, in the Phoenix area. They'll play at their park as well. So, um, you know, it's, the, it's not the marquee off-season or pre-conference tourney, but you get a chance to travel and see how this team does out of the gate, what you have, and uh, and then work on getting some pitching. They still have to figure out the outfield because they have about five candidates. They can, they will probably have a different outfield in every game. Uh, I think they're pretty settled in the infield. Their staff is fantastic and deep with a lot of young arms, a lot of excitement with this team because they – if they come together and they're developed like they have been, can be another great team this year with Tony Vitello. Can't wait to get it started. I'll be calling some of their home, all their home games for the most part when I'm not traveling with, with basketball uh, once they start streaming games. And then our radio games will start in a, in a few weeks in March as well. The main question is, or the big question is, are they playing Tarleton State this year? Wait a minute, that's, uh, that's a show joke. Never mind. Don't answer it. Okay. It's okay. You won't right. let that go, joke. will you? You're just yeah. on that. Uh, okay. No, I'm sorry. Right. I had to sneak that in there. <laughs> hey, appreciate it as always. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how Wednesday night plays out there in Knoxville as they host number one Alabama. First time a Crimson Tide have been number one in, I think, two decades. So uh, should be a great college basketball game. Vince, thanks for doing this. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I appreciate it. I encourage everyone to go to our website real quick, 991thesportsanimal.com. My colleague Jimmy Himes had a story on Tennessee Athletic Department legend Gus Manning, who passed away at the age of 99. My experiences with him were uh, memorable, unbelievable, such an icon, and a great perspective from Jimmy. He was a close personal friend of his. Just go to the blog section, you'll you'll see it there. But always great to, to talk to you guys. Appreciate you. Hope people check that out. Vince, thanks for doing this. Thanks, guys. That is Vince Ferrara, 99.1, the sports animal there in Knoxville. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Take your phone calls. More discussions. 615-844-5600. Right here on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets. 
tickets to the 6th Annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the 6th Annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic. I'm here at the Big Game Headquarters. Total Wine and More scoring huge savings on the perfect bourbon. Local craft beer. Forgetting something? Oh, yeah. Cabernet, seltzers, and so many low prices. Mm, Valentine's Day is right after. Whoa, new game plan. You got this. Total Wine can help you score the perfect bubbly, too. <sighs> Thank you. I would have been so... You sure would have. Your Big Game Headquarters. Love what you find always at the lowest price. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly. B21. Milk, eggs, 42 bucks. Ma'am, you okay? Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Come in now for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee refund advance loan when you file your taxes. That's up to $3,500 today. Don't let high prices get you down. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. So get to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189 or online at richardcourtney.com. It's a Bill King Show. In Little League football, they play it off. You can't do it in college football, Bill. You got to come up with a bunch of computers and some BCS cockamamie scheme. My answer was yes. It's unique. Absolutely love. I go into my garage every day and make sure there are no dust particles on those BCS computers. I do that. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarland Show. Thank you, big voice guy. Wedding Singer came out 25 years ago today. Wow. How about that? Okay. So, As Adam Sandler mm-hmm. is coming to Bridgestone Arena on Outstanding. Friday. Outstanding, yes. On Friday. I've seen that. Doing an arena show. Yes. Here in Nashville. Okay, so real quick, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I need to interrupt your flow because over the past, since we've started this show uh, back in October, you've made several movie references mm-hmm. uh, at, towards me, which is fine, which is fine. But here's something that you don't know about me. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any movies. Oh, I'm really, I'm sorry. really bad. Really? With movies. You haven't seen Wedding Singer? No. Justin McFarland. I'm serious. Seriously? Now, this is something that has gone on my whole career. Really? And I'm fine with it, but there's a lot of very popular movies that I have never seen in my whole life that I'm sure we can get to. I don't think we need to do this is now. Is this a summer topic? I think this is a summer topic okay. because it's it's deep and it perplexes people. And I understand that. I'm hurt. It's fine. I understand. I'm you know, very I've hurt. had to go through this my whole life. Okay. I understand. See, we're in, what is this now? 
fifth month? Yes. Or, right? right? Somewhere, yes. Somewhere like that. We're, yeah. we're coming up on five months. Yes. I did I did not know that. Yes, I, and I know you don't. And, and that's, that's why I'm, you're like, stop using movie No, no, no. You I don't can use watch movies. Because I, rec- I know what The Wedding Singer is. I know it's a movie. I know it stars uh-huh. Adam Sandler. Yeah. I know it came out 20 years Drew ago. Drew Barrymore. I, I'm, I'm familiar with the actors. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar enough to kind of get my way through it. You know, I've seen some clips online, probably, but have I watched the whole movie? No, no, I've not watched the whole movie. Billy Idol makes an appearance, a cameo. Okay, in see, the I would see, I wouldn't know that because I haven't did seen that part there for the Super Bowl ad. Yes, okay. okay. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Now, listen again. This is the summer topic because I promise you, if I start naming movies, yeah. it would take the rest of the hour. But you have watched a movie. I have seen several movies. Several. I've just like, that's not seen plural, like. Many. Yes, I've just not seen a lot of the popular movies okay. that people refer to often. Okay, so you were you go off the beaten path for your movies or or no? No, I just don't watch a lot of movies. Period. Okay. I watch a lot of documentaries. You're just limited, and I watch a lot of sports, and you know, I watch a lot of you know news programs and things like. That. So I don't get around to watching movies. Okay, so it, it's it's a thing. I know it's a thing, and I'm fine, and I don't judge people. I don't. I don't think I'm better than anyone else because I don't. Want, it's not. It's not one of those things. I just haven't got around to it. And a lot of times I sit down to watch movies, then it goes to commercial, then I'll flip to something else, then I never get back to it. Now it's gone, and okay. I don't feel. It. So it's it's just a thing, and it's okay. Okay. We'll, it's okay. We'll save that for the summer. Yes. Yeah. This we'll is not a that. today thing. I'm just letting no. you know. I just recently watched the Pamela Anderson documentary. Does that count? As something I don't, I you've don't, seen. The Pamela and I've seen parts of it because yeah. I know my really? wife has watched. Really? It. Yeah. Oh, I was only because my wife has seen. Okay. She's watched the whole thing. Okay. I've seen just parts of it. Okay. As a result of being in the well, room with well, her. Well, again, we'll save this. Yes. I'm telling you, it's like it's, June. It's deep and shocking. It's, uh, yeah. It's I'm. I told you, I'm hurt. Okay. I'm actually very. You're, hurt you're, by you're this. not hurt yet. You I, just wait. <laughs> You think you're hurt now. Wait till June. <laughs> Wait till you find out some of the other things I haven't seen. So you go right for it. Well, you I notice you perk up when I always say remember the Titans. You definitely I perk have up. I've absolutely seen you Remember the Titans. When I say that. I've absolutely seen Remember the Titans. Okay. All right. So I'll try to Devlin help me keep my movie references to a minimum no, until no, we you get can to come June. Come on with the movie re- I don't care. I'm just letting you know. That I'm limited, but it doesn't mean the audience is. You're yeah. not going to come limited with me at the sacrificing to the audience because the audience will get the references. Yeah. I just won't all the time. And it's possible I can still get the reference without seeing the movie. Okay. Okay. Well, that's I learned something new today. Yeah, so it happens. It's okay. Okay. So now we can get back to Super Bowl 57. Yeah, Because we yeah. did all watch that. Yes, we, yes, I did see that. Something that we haven't. <laughs> Something else that we haven't talked about that really drew. We may have to start up a, a a segment on this show. You know, there used to be a thing that we did called "You Just Made the List," and maybe something like that. Because today, if we were doing "You Just Made the List," Travis Kelsey is on the list. It's not the good list. It's the naughty list. Why is Travis? What What did he do? Did you watch any of the post game stuff? Did you watch no. it? Oh, well, no. then that, exactly. I'm not watching then Travis you, Kelsey for. Then you wouldn't, if you watched it, you wouldn't have said, what did he do? Okay. You, I missed it then. Justin. I missed Travis Kelsey. Then. He played the entire, from the field interview, yeah. from the field interviews, excuse yeah. me, mm-hmm. 
on the field right afterwards mm-hmm. next to Mahomes. Then he goes over to the set with Chris Berman and mm-hmm. all them sure. on the ESPN. He continues on throughout the night just throwing it in everyone's face. No one picked the Chiefs at the beginning of the season to win the Super Bowl. All you doubters, all you haters, nobody picked us and we did it. Take that. Mm. Travis, stop it, man. Listen. Just stop it. Whatever he needs to make himself feel better. Okay? Okay. You have Patrick Mahomes. He does. Don't play this. Nobody, nobody was talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Really? Dude, as long as 15 is under center, oh yeah, you'll always be in the equation. Now, was were what were the Buffalo Bills a sexy pick? Yes. Yes, they were. But to come out the whole time after the game, in all these interviews, no one was picking the Kansas City Chiefs. That's not true. Nobody. So take that world. Travis Kelsey, just stop it. I mean. Shut up. I mean. Okay. You're an all-world tight end. You're, you're going to be a first ballot tight end. You're about to break every playoff record there is. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're in the same company in playoff records with like, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. I'm not yeah. making that oh, up. Oh, yeah. Like, he is, like, sandwiched in between those duos. Oh, yeah. He's that Okay? Guy For, now. like, all the records. Oh, yeah. He's that good. Oh, yeah. Okay? You're a phenomenal player. You just won your second Super Bowl. Would you please stop trying to tell us that no one was picking the oh, poor little Kansas City Chiefs. Nobody was. Right, because nobody. I didn't even think about the Chiefs till midway through the season. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, the Chiefs. That's right, they're still in Kansas City. And who's their quarterback? At? Travis, stop it. Travis Kelsey. Dude, if, that's what, if you conjure up things like Michael Jordan used to do, oh, yeah. that's fine. He needs to motivate but, himself. But don't come out. Right. If that's what you do privately – but don't come out and tell the world. Shame on you, world, because nobody thought we could win the Super Bowl. Nobody was picking us to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. Yeah, were the Bills a sexy pick? Yeah, they were. But don't act like nobody was picking the Kansas City Chiefs. That's just false and ridiculous. It is. Yeah. Well, Travis Kelsey says things for uh, attention at times. And, you know, that's fine. That's his thing. So, you know, if you're listening to Travis Kelsey and expecting him to say something that is not going to be controversial, then I, I, don't, I don't know what you're, you know, what, what do you expect? Of course, has you, have you known him to do otherwise? I mean, this is what he do. This is what he does. You know, it's like Deion, have you ever listened to Deion Sanders and expected Deion to not say anything nice about himself? You know, this is kind of what Deion does, right? I mean, Dion talks about greatness and how great he is, and I mean, this is what Dion. It's Dion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so what are you, what are you gonna do? It's fine. This is Travis Kelsey. This is his thing. So that's cool. You know, just as long as you know, listen. As long as you know what people are when you get in the door, then you can accept what comes from them. You oftentimes ask me how I cover politics, and I told you the way I cover politics is very simple. As long as you understand what's going on here. And why people are saying the things that they're saying and understand the whole apparatus, then it becomes much easier to deal with. You know, now if you don't, now now, you know, it's 
Shame on you. You can just go, they said what? I can't believe they said that. Well, why can't you believe it? Have you not been watching? <laughs> why can't you believe Travis Kelsey would say something that would draw attention to Travis Kelsey? And that's his thing, so it's fine. <laughs> How did you feel about A.J. Brown catching the touchdown? By the way, unbelievable okay. catch. Listen, I'm, gl- I'm glad. You know what? All right, then. We're going to do this. Yeah, we're going to do this. We're A.J. Brown. Yeah. And I'm so glad that hopefully this is the last time we're going to have to address this uh, with the whole A.J. Brown thing. Uh, because I understand that people have feelings about it. And I get it. And I get it. And I get it with A.J. Brown. I really do. I understand. Here, here's, the, here's the deal, everybody. A.J. Brown catching the touchdown pass last night was phenomenal for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's had a phenomenal year for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I understand there's some Titans fans who are still very upset that A.J. Brown is no longer here. I get that. I really do. I understand. I understand why. I understand why. Here's, here's, here's my only thing, and this is all I'm saying, is you can't pay everybody. And I just need everybody to, and I understand, I understand Jay Ray cost Jay Rob his job. I, I, I got you, I got you. This is all I'm saying, though. There's only, there are 32 teams in the National Football League, and there's only three to four that I can think of who are paying, who are paying their wide receiver and their quarterback on a second contract. Three to four. That's it. Everybody else, if you've got a number one wide receiver and your franchise quarterback, they're not on their second contract. Not both of them. One of them is. There's only about three to four in the whole league. You know, it's the Raiders with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. It's the Rams with Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. And there's, there may be one more out there I'm forgetting. Uh, maybe Mike Evans and Tom Brady. Everybody else? Either the, the the stud quarterback is on his rookie deal or the stud wide receiver is on their rookie deal. There just isn't enough room to pay everybody. And by the way, none of those guys are paying Derrick Henry. None of those guys are paying Bud Dupree. None of those guys have to have money to pay Jeffrey Simmons. So I'm not saying that it was a bad deal, good deal, whatever. I'm just asking everybody who is mad about the A.J. Brown deal. And I'm not, you know, again, it's hard for me to put myself in the position. I don't know. But. I'm asking you, who would you cut then? Because you cannot keep everybody. Are you cutting Derrick Henry? Are you not giving Landry his extension? I know everybody forgets about it because he didn't play last year. But they gave him a massive extension. Are you not giving him his extension? So what are you doing? What are you? They're paying Taylor Lewan a lot of money. Who are you cutting? You're going to have to cut somebody. So I'm just asking Titans fans when they look at the A.J. Brown situation not to look at it in isolation. You have a, an entire football team that you have to pay. And there is a salary cap. So who are you not paying? That's the only that's all I'm asking Titans fans to do. So how do I feel about AJ Brown catching the touchdown? I say good for AJ Brown, good for the Eagles, all that kind of great stuff. I'm just asking Titans fans, you want to keep them? Cool. Who are you cutting? Because you can't keep everybody. And that's all I want, you know, this whole thing to rest on. And I don't think it's the it's a it's a conversation that as a fan base that we've really had because everybody who wants to have this conversation wants to go after the low hanging fruit of the fact that he's not here and he's somewhere else catching touchdown passes for somewhere. Okay, if he stayed here and the Titans didn't pay him, if he held out, how are you feeling now? Mm-hmm. If he's swinging, remember he was swinging a ba- he was swinging at baseballs. You know, and, and 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 he said another interview somewhere he was dead serious about that. So how you feel if he playing in minor league baseball now and he's not playing for the Titans because he's mad about the money he's not getting? How you feeling now? You feeling pretty good about it? Because now you don't have Traylon Burks 
or A.J. Brown in that case. Now, how are we doing? Just for people who don't understand what was going on behind the scenes, if the trade happened that quick, you know it was pretty messy behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. Privately, it was messy. And for a trade like that to happen and that quickly, you know some things were said. You were know some things were said where eventually, again, I get it. He doesn't have his job anymore. John Robinson just said, "The hell with this. I'm not. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do this. We're not going to play this game. We're not. We're, we're just going to move on. We're going to take our losses. I got you. We're going to cut our losses. We're going to try to get as much as we can for him and move on. I understand. This is going. This is too. This is going to be become too big of a headache. That just tells you the level of how bad it was behind the scenes. Where is this going? I mean, how will it eventually shake out in the end? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's worth it or if he's not. Do I think he's a tremendous talent? Yes. Absolutely. Do I think he's a number one receiver? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Do I think you have to game plan for him? Yes. Yes. Do I think he's elite, you know, otherworldly wide receiver? Mm, yeah. Nah. Not really. He's I, really I'm, good. He's really good. Yeah. He's really good. Really good. Is he like, again, other he's is he the Patrick Mahomes of wide receivers? No. He's not. Oh no, 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 he's no, not. no, 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 no. No, he's not that. He's not a he's not a guy that literally changes your game week in and week out. He's not. Does he have really good weeks? Yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, I don't know. In the end, was it worth it or was it not? We'll find out down the road. We yeah. will. And for people who say, well, it's clear now that uh, no. the Philadelphia Eagles have won the no. A.J. Brown trade. Well, well, yeah, hold, they did. Hold I on, hear. Haas. I mean. They did. Well, they won it for this. We don't know who. Right. That's what I'm saying. We for don't know who Traylon Brown is, who Traylon Burks is. Yeah. He's had his rookie year. We don't know about Traylon Brown either. We don't know who A.J. Brown is next year. Now, A.J. Brown has a has a problem next year. Now, now what? Now what are we doing? I mean, it, it's, it's very – I'm just asking everyone to please just put down your emotions for a second. And I understand it's emotional, but just think about it and think about all the circumstances surrounding that. Because the Cincinnati Bengals are about to hit it coming up here in the next couple of years. Because if you think T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow staying together forever. Nope. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. Eventually, you're going to have to give... All of them, more money, and you're not going to have enough. Oh, Philadelphia's going to have to pay the piper, too. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's coming, too? Don't forget that. And then who's going to have to leave? Who's leaving? Somebody's going to have to leave. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. That's all I'm saying. I'm, again, I know there's a lot of people who are very passionate about this, and they, they, but it's really hard, though, and none of those guys are paying Derrick Henry $14.5 million or $12.5 million or whatever they were paying. They're not paying their running back. I promise you. I don't know what the Eagles are paying. Um, they're they're uh, Samuels. Uh, there's what? Miles Sanders. Miles Miles Sanders. Thank you. I don't know what the Eagles are paying Miles Sanders. I guarantee you, it's not as much as the Titans are paying Derrick Henry. Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Mark. I mean, they're just all guys. They're all effective guys. Sure, but they ain't making big bucks. Yes, I'm just saying. If you want to restructure the roster so that we can have these kind of things here on the Titans, then that's fine. But make that argument. Don't come up here with the, well, you know, they should just cap them. And, and okay, who you cutting in? Yep. That's fine. Just make, if you say, I would have kept A.J. Brown and I would have cut Ryan Tannehill. Fine. Fine. But the, the difference, you know, I cannot overemphasize enough. They were paying Ryan Tannehill $29.5 million this year, and they were paying Jalen Hurts $6 million. 
the difference between that is three to four players. It just is. So, and pretty soon, Jalen Hurts is going to be making 29.5 million or more. Oh, he's going to make more. Yeah, he'll make more. Todd Downing has found a new home. Mm -hmm. We'll tell you about that. But what's more important is what is said about Todd Downing getting hired at this place and other dots being connected, Mm -hmm. which makes it really interesting. We'll tell you what we're talking about on the other side as you listen to The McFarland Show on WNSR. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com, you can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, Sparkling Wine, Single Barrel Bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine and More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. 
This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. It's, so it's Miss Amy now for everybody, uh, right? Apparently it's, it's Miss, Miss Amy. Amy. It's Miss Amy, Miss Amy. I call her AAS. I call her owner. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> the boss. You know what she is? She's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I, uh, she, Damn, uh, bro. She oh, she's she oh, she's a gangster. Yeah, oh, she knows what she she's. She's a gangster. She knows what she's. Yep. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. The McFarland Show. Video streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube from the Strike and Spare Studio. The New York Jets have hired Todd Downing as their passing game coordinator. Rich Samini wrote the article on ESPN.com. The Jets have now hired Todd Downing and Nathaniel Hackett to run their offense. I don't know why I'm laughing, but these guys didn't leave. In the, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett, just it just wasn't good as a you know, it didn't work as a coach, as a head coach. No, no. But probably works a lot better as an OC, okay? But what's interesting about this is it says with the hiring of Hackett and Downing, everybody is immediately saying and the Jets must be targeting Tannehill and Derek Carr. Yeah. By the way, did Derek Carr, did I see over the weekend he has turned down all trade requests? I did not see that. If you saw that, then I I, I have not seen that. I think what I've seen is, you know, he's owed like $40 million, right? Yeah. And it sounds like he wants that to be kicked. He wants that to kick in (laughs) and and the Raiders to be responsible. Now, somebody will have to obviously accept that. For the trade, but I think what he's doing is he's trying to stick it to the Raiders. Is what it seems like to me, if I'm reading between the lines. <laughs> he's trying to stick it to the Raiders. Well, he can stick it to the Raiders all he wants, but you know, at some point the Raiders go cut him, which we think is going to happen in the next couple of days, and then you know he'll be free to go wherever he's going to go. And, but, but that you know, creates all kinds of headaches for them, right? By them yeah. not being able to trade him before that kicks in, is yeah. that? That's what it seems like. I, yeah, I didn't go in depth with my reading well, well, on that. They don't want him. Derek Carr does not want the Raiders to get anything for him at all. They, yeah. they, you know, just you know, cut me, pay me, and let me continue on and deal with my dead cap. Yep. and then I'm gonna yep. go somewhere else because this is the decision you guys made. Yeah, because I, I was faithful and I stayed here through all the craziness and all the silliness and the yeah. foolishness, and now you guys want to come around and you know, and it feels like you know, you y'all doing this to me. You really want to do this to me? Right. Yeah. All the stupidity you guys have done? Yeah. Yeah. It feels like that all of a sudden. Between Gruden so. and Antonio Brown and quite honestly, it, right it's now. It's a lot of stuff. Their coach, McDaniel. It's a lot know. of it's a lot of different things. A lot. Yeah. It's been a lot. And by the way, all the off the field stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, it's been a mess. I don't know how many head mess. coaches he's had. He's probably had four to five head coaches there. A mess. I mean, he's not, you know. So he he's gonna do whatever he's gonna do, and this will all settle out here at some point. So somewhere. why do you think Rich Semini is putting the Jets? Of course, I want to focus on Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Why? What do you mean why? Well, why, I mean, why? do you okay? So let me ask you then. Yeah. Do you believe 
new general manager, new quarterback? For the for the Titans here? Yes. I mean, listen, here, here's what I here's what I think. Do I believe there's a scenario where if the Jets package together the right deal for Ryan Tannehill that they can get him out of here? I most certainly do. Now, is the price tag going to be fairly high for him? But is yeah. it like June 1, it goes significantly down? Doesn't yeah. it get cut in half? Yeah. Like but, the dead cap and all that stuff. But 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 still, if you're if you're the Jets or if you're if you're the Titans, you still need a quarterback here at some point, and only though they know what their expectations for next year really are and how they're planning to rebuild this whole thing. But if you're them, either you're going to go into this year with Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback, which certainly seems to be the indication at this point, even though Mike Vrabel wasn't exactly you know stone cold lock no. last week when asked about it, um, and that's what lets me think that if the Jets were to come with the right package. The Titans would send him to New York in a minute, it, you know, with, without question, and then try to figure. And then somewhere in that package they're getting back for him, they would have their future QB in mind of what they're deciding to do. Uh, because I'm not sure if the guy's in the draft, uh, or if the guy's a free agent somewhere, or if they see enough in somebody else somewhere to go after him. It's Joe Flacco. What? He, the future guy. No, yeah, no, 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 no. It's not going to be Joe it's not Flacco. Joe Flacco. Not unless you're Back to the Future. <laughs> not unless you're in the DeLorean. Are you in the DeLorean? Now I've seen I'm that movie. Go, I'm trying to go back to 2012. <laughs> no, I've seen that no? movie. I know about that movie. No, but you don't think they could get Joe Flacco 2012? No, no, I don't. What think about Joe... Mike White? Well, what have we seen out of Mike White? We've seen a lot of inconsistency out of Mike White in that particular system. But here's the deal: once guys move on. And get into different systems. Sometimes you don't know what you got. Zach Wilson. Listen, Zach Wilson is a young guy who's clearly talented in some ways, but who is he really? Well, we don't know. We've seen we've seen what he is in New York, but you know we also saw Geno Smith once upon a time in New York and didn't look real good. Mm -hmm. Then we saw him in Seattle, and lo and behold, he led a whole conference in touchdown passes. How did that happen? Um, you know, I don't know. I didn't predict it. It's it's the, it's the same – well, you know, it's more maturity, obviously, uh, as far as being a professional quarterback is concerned, but it's also getting in the right system. So I don't know what the systems are, and I've said this forever. I've said this forever. You find a quarterback, you put him in a system that works for him, and you let him go. When we saw Jalen Hurts yesterday and all this season, did the Jalen Hurts we saw yesterday look dramatically different than, than the Jalen Hurts we saw at Alabama and Oklahoma? No, he just he looked like a better version of the Jalen Hurts that we saw at Alabama and Oklahoma, but he didn't look like a, some brand new player that we've never seen this before coming out of nowhere type no, of guy. No, he's looked better. He's looked different this year under Sirianni yeah, and he, this and this offensive system. He's looked sharper and he looks like a better version of himself, and that's all I'm saying mm-hmm. is I think a lot of times with these quarterbacks, the best way to get the most out of them is to take whatever they were bring them here, and make them better versions of what they already are instead of trying to change them into something completely entirely different, which is what we tend to do more times than not. Because if you don't think that his game works in the NFL, then you shouldn't be messing with him to begin with. There's no sense in bringing you know, somebody here like you know Jalen Hurts here and making him a pocket quarterback. Why would you do that? For, for what? 
It's, it's a total waste of talent and time. So you got to have the imagination. If you think that uh, Zach Wilson is your guy, I would suggest popping in some college tape of Zach Wilson and seeing if there's an NFL version of that that will work for him somewhere and if you've got the mind and system to adapt to that. So I don't know if the Titans do that or not, but, you know, it's where we are. We'll step away, come back, and wrap up Monday's edition of the McFarland Show next. Welcome to Smashville, home of the biggest hits in hockey and the loudest parties on Broadway. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Thursday, February 16th as your Nashville Predators take on the Boston Bruins. And don't miss Saturday, February 18th against the Florida Panthers. You do not want to miss these games. Purchase your tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. We can't wait to see you back inside Bridgestone Arena. Let's go Preds! Ad paid for by Anthem Tax Services. Attention, if you or your business is behind in filing your tax returns or if you owe over $10,000 in back taxes to the IRS, please listen carefully. The IRS does not joke around and will not stop their collection efforts. If you're tired of the IRS letters, levies, liens, or wage garnishments and would like to get a fresh start, we can help. Due to the financial hardships in the country, the IRS is making it easier than ever to settle tax problems for those who owe more than $10,000. We can help settle your delinquent tax problems and all collections and may even reduce your back taxes significantly. Even if you can't afford to pay your back taxes, you can still get the help you need. We've helped thousands of taxpayers just like you, but you must call 800-240-4917 today to stop your tax problem from getting worse. The information is free and the help is real. Call 800-240-4917. That's 800-240-4917. Again, 800-240-4917. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everyone knows time is money, so don't wait weeks for the IRS to send out your tax refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt instead for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee, tax-refund advance loan. With up to $3,500, you could bring home the bacon and bring it home today. Money now instead of later? That's worth its weight in gold. Don't wait weeks for your refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company, details at jacksonhewitt.com. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim yep. Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, I hate that so Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. 
Titans fans, Preds fans, we have you covered. The McFarland Show. Speaking of the Preds, nice win Saturday morning slash afternoon, beating the Flyers in overtime. Nice bounce back after their game coming back from the break against Vegas. They'll be back at it tonight at Bridgestone Arena, hosting the Arizona Coyotes, and P.K. Subban will be uh, – Honor tonight. So, P.K. Subban in the house. Yeah. You had a chance to catch up with P.K.? I did. Uh, For the podcast, Predators Official Podcast, you'll hear that later this week, but did get a chance to catch up with him this morning at Bridgestone Arena, and um, he's looking forward to tonight. He's going to soak it up. Pretty, uh, obviously, pretty cool memories. By the way, he said some cool stuff about that run to the Stanley Cup Final and just the whole mentality he had with Matias Eklum. So make sure you check that out when the POP comes out later this week. But Very cool. um, yeah, that was, I mean, I'll never forget that. that was a day I'll never, ever forget. And literally was signing off the radio show when that trade did the kaboom. I literally ended the show going, oh my gosh. I think the Predators just traded Shea Weber mm. for PK Subban. Yeah. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And I was just stunned. Yeah. You know, I turn off the microphone and my phone is blowing up. And it's like, wow. That just happened right as the show was ending. But, yeah, a monster trade. Yeah. Predators trade their captain to – I mean, you will never – you will hardly ever see a one-for-one like that in sports. No. With two names. Not these days. That big. No. Right? Everything else has stuff attached to it. A one-for-one. Yeah. Two monster names. Very rare. Yeah. Very, very rare. So we'll see how the Predators handle their game tonight against the Coyotes. And, by the way, Philip Forsberg went down late first period in Philadelphia. Very scary. Upper body injury. You know, we'll see. Looked Didn't look good. No. Didn't look good at all. That'll do it for our show today. Have a great rest of your Monday. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 o'clock.